Welcome back to Don't Cut a Book Club. My name is Luke. The name's Dan. <laughs> Today, we have finished reading Legend by your boy, David Gamel. Not my boy, but uh, go on. So, so we'll be, we'll be talking about the second half of this book. I do have a little bit of a warm-up for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I'm going to return. I know it's Christmas season. And once it hits December 1st, we're looking forward, not behind. However, I do have a Thanksgiving-themed warm-up. Okay. You know, it's I, a little I think bit we can... A, for next year. It's a, it's a little... For next year. It's a tip. It's a rant. Um, here's, here's my take. In a potluck Thanksgiving scenario, mm-hmm. which is, I feel like, essentially all of them, um if you have been signed up or have volunteered for a key dish and we can talk about which ones those are if we want to um no no large tweaks no substitutions okay mm. unless unless given advance notice and even then do you, do, you, do you understand what I'm, what I, I'm saying I here? I do understand what you're saying. You're saying you're bringing the turkey or the main. Like, you better be roasting a turkey. You're not... Is that what you're saying? It's. I mean, yes. Uh, turkey's not the example I was going for, but but it is one of the obviously, like, big ones. Okay. Give now, me an example. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to... Can I say this? Okay. If you sign up for stuffing... Uh huh. Or yeah. dressing, however yeah. you call it, that's a that's key. That's a big one. Oh, in my book, at okay. least right. stuffing's Fair. a main. Sure, okay. stuffing. I mean, not um, in my house, but that's fine. I, also, Luke, stuffing is can, in the like, bird. Dressing is out of the bird. Just to clarify. Thank you. Um, the, there's different kinds of stuffing, right? Yeah, for sure. But they're but they're all within a a a like. A framework, a relative clustering. Okay, yeah, yeah. I think that's if you true. go outside of that cluster, yeah, I'm gonna be upset. <laughs> okay, okay. Because it's like <laughs> you signed up for dr- you stuff you signed up for stuffing. I was anticipating stuffing. Mm-hmm. You <laughs> that's got your one of my up. favorites. You got your. That's hopes one up. of my favorites. That's what I'm here for. I can have most of these other things anytime. Don't change up my stuffing. Luke, I mm. okay. First off, I want to hear what what who hurt you. First of all, who hurt you, Luke, and why? <laughs> what did they do to your stuffing that was so wild? Did they did this happen? Did something crazy happen to your stuffing? Yes. I'm, and if you don't want to out the person because it's so wild that if if they happen to listen at some point. In the future, they'll immediately know it was them. Then you don't have to do that. Like if they That's put silly putty in the stuffing going... or something, <laughs> okay. they would wreck it. I mean, at this point, they would anyway. Um, and I guess maybe this isn't that out there, but it was like a rice dish. Okay, that's wild rice. That's not stuffing. That's, that's they made and this a is my point. They made a different. That's not dish. stuffing. They made you a different. Sign up for dish. stuffing. Yeah, they made a different <laughs> dish, man. That's a bummer. You just. They just made a different dish, and that's too bad. But sometimes you take the L. I think when you do a this potluck, is, this is 
this is tough because I came into this being like, I shouldn't make this so obvious if this person were to listen, but I don't yeah. think they will. So, okay, good. Um, uh, Luke, I do have a question though, because there's okay. another risk when you when you delegate for Thanksgiving. Uh, okay, sure. Yeah, yeah. Because sure, they could make something different. They could also make exactly what you expect stuffing to be. They're just bad at it. Okay, yes. But that's okay. Is it though? Because if I am super pumped about to, honestly, Luke, in in the situation where somebody makes something different that's mediocre but like edible and like fine, or they make exactly what I want, but they make it pretty bad to where it's like I don't want to eat very much of it, I would much rather have the different thing. Um I don't want the disappointment. I, I think that that's true in regular potlucks, Mm -hmm. but it's not true for a Thanksgiving potluck because here's the thing. Thanksgiving potlucks, it's a whole, it's like, there's all of these different dishes. Oh. And so it's like, if you just make a different thing, that's not for Thanksgiving. Yeah. Like, I'm just not, I'm not going to eat it because like. (laughs) Look. (laughs) Luke has it's in his mind like, what are Thanksgiving <laughs> food, and if you didn't make something that falls within this general category, Luke is like, "What did What did you do? I'm not eating this, no matter how good it is." Yeah, you have to choose. There's limited space, Luke, in my wow. belly. This is wild. This is wild to me now. We've gone off. Luke is a Thanksgiving fundamentalist, is what we're learning here. And if you produce anything not on the traditional Thanksgiving menu, Luke is like, I won't even put it in my stomach because it doesn't fit with the general Thanksgiving scheme. (laughs) No, I'll try it. Somebody's bringing a ham and Luke's like, get that in the trash. See, ham I actually think is part of the thing. If you bring, I don't know, what's completely different? Like... Careful, Luke, because I brought something that you might think is non-traditional to Thanksgiving, and I will pop off on you. Nope. What you bring? Nope. You got to come up with an example first, pal. Uh, Ah. If you... Why am I suddenly blanking on Just think of a different season. Just think of a different season and be like a food from that season. (laughs) If you... Why am I... Is everything Thanksgiving? (laughs) (laughs) luke's entire point is just evaporating right now i know this is very tough what am i doing if you bring little if you bring like sliders if you bring cheeseburger sliders i love cheeseburger sliders okay yeah i'm not i i'm sorry i'll maybe i'll 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 take a little bit to be polite but like it's thanksgiving I need that for my second helping of, uh, of mashed potatoes. Of terrible mashed potatoes. Of mashed potatoes okay. that Aunt Aunt Jenny made that are, like, not good. Sorry, I should <laughs> clarify here. I have a real Aunt Jenny. Uh, her mashed potatoes are just fine. If Aunt Jenny, if you're, you're listening, this you're is not an indictment <laughs> on your actual mashed potatoes. I should have picked a different name, but I couldn't. <laughs> Uh, no, but like okay. Now give me now give me your substitution so I can tell you if I would throw it in your face or not. Luke, here we go. Uh, broccoli salad. Broccoli. I don't know what that means. Broccoli salad, a little raw broccoli, some pecans, craisins, like a mayonnaise vinaigrette dressing. I would throw it on there. I would I would put that on there because I feel like salad generally counts. 
it's delicious luke broccoli salad is and i and i and i think i would put a little bit of that on my plate um and now, of course i do make the, the mashed potatoes as well so broccoli salad mashed potatoes and and but getting back to the main point you probably on the on the list on the potluck list yeah that i'm assuming you have to of course have, yep we do you probably put i'm bringing mashed potatoes and a broccoli salad mm-hmm. you did not put i'm bringing mashed potatoes and turkey and then bring and then bring mashed potatoes and a broccoli, broccoli salad salad okay look okay 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 because now you're getting absurd now you're getting to the point where like nobody is going to do that and literally anyone if somebody said they're bringing a turkey and instead brought broccoli salad this is not a hot take at this point Luke, because <laughs> everybody's going to be pissed okay let's get back to your slight modification to the stuffing issue slight uh, <laughs> slight he says okay all right, all right all right all right fine so they bring a rice dish instead of stuffing um i oh golly here's the thing about this one is the key though because like all of these other things yeah are like maybe you would have had it throughout the year mashed potatoes sure mac okay and cheese, this is sure. such a good point actually i'm coming around to your point stuffing this is the time yeah is there any other time you're gonna have stuffing no don't joke don't kid yourself you're never ever making stuffing except thanksgiving and think about how many thanksgivings you're gonna have in your life maybe another 50 (laughs) if you're young that's 50 total (laughs) times in your life you're gonna have stuffing and if one of them you expect to have stuffing and it's in fact a rice dish that you might eat any other time in the year oh tough tough actually luke because i'm thinking about this with mashed potatoes because mashed potatoes one of my top like holiday treats and i'll have it at thanksgiving i'll have it at christmas too but you know what if it isn't there at thanksgiving i'm gonna be disappointed i'm gonna be pretty disappointed actually uh (laughs) and if somebody signed up to bring the mashed potatoes and they instead brought i don't know like uh let's say candied sweet riced cauliflower or riced cauliflower or something that is still even if it's good right even if it's good but it's not the thing that i was like it needed to be there. Not the thing that needed to be at Thanksgiving for me in my heart that I needed. I would be upset. Yeah. Okay. Oh, this okay. is tough though so because you, so you've come around. This is tough for me because I do want to appreciate that. One, sometimes people like to experiment with stuff, and I love if they're bringing some new flavor. You know, traditions get started by people trying stuff. And I want to encourage that. And also, they're doing something nice by bringing a thing for everybody. You know, they're they're spending right. their time and energy and putting some love into a dish that they're like, oh, I hope they'll love it. I know I said mashed potatoes, but I found this great <laughs> recipe and I really like it. So I'm gonna I'm gonna bring it. Like I don't want to chomp right, on that. Right. I don't want to put that down. But here's the here's the thing. Here's the here's the etiquette. If you're gonna do that, you look <sighs> you around at the at the potluck list. Yeah. And you're like, no one has brought mashed potatoes and someone has signed up for stuffing. I will bring regular mashed potatoes. And since someone is already bringing stuffing, I'll bring a little, I'll bring a little uh, unusual version of stuffing. That Mm. way, if people still want stuffing, they have it. Luke, this gets very quickly into a stuffing competition, though. This gets very quickly into everyone thinking they make the best stuffing-ish thing and then being like, hey, I know he's already bringing stuffing. I know Jeremy's already brought stuffing today, but I have my own kind of sick, twisted take on stuffing that maybe you'll (laughs) like. 
it's sort of a remix okay. it's sort of a fusion on stuffing and it's a little bit highbrow I, I guess then just give it a different name is that what we're getting to yeah yeah yeah. you can't you can't say this is a twist on stuffing you have to be like i also brought this this dish that i like <laughs> this unrelated dish this unrelated that i think could go well yeah yeah <laughs> And now the, yeah, the, the danger here is like, there's just so much food, guys. There's always so much food. And if, if everyone's bringing a second supplementary dish, that's, that's a lot that we're working with. It is a lot. Um, it's a lot. But you have convinced me now. Yeah, it's, it would be a tough Thanksgiving without mashed potatoes. Yeah. It's just, it's, it, the holiday is the meal, right? Essentially. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, because I'm trying to even I'm trying to even give them the benefit of like, even if it's so good, right? Even if they bring something that is just like objectively, I enjoy more than mashed potatoes. You're right. The holiday is the meal to a certain degree. <laughs> oh, that's tough. Well, I think there's some. I think there's some like small ones. We're getting long here, but there's there's some like auxiliary, mm-hmm. like menu items sorry what the, i what is one of them because i'm thinking of my core thanksgiving and there's like a decent number that you can't there's no swapping now that we get we get into specifics i guess here. i guess the question is how big is the swap yeah the thing that i was thinking of is like there's always dinner rolls mm-hmm. but i feel like there's a large range that you can go for like bread item okay biscuits Biscuits acceptable? I would accept it. I'd still be like, it's kind of weird, but sure. Non-bread. What do you mean by not as in non as in N-A-A-N? Yes. I think same thing. I think this is because the the dinner rolls for me, I'm glad to have, but they're ultimately... Mm, extra. Yes. I see. See... I might be actually more of a Thanksgiving fundamentalist. And I don't even eat turkey, Luke. <laughs> so there's no, there's, okay, let me list. Okay, so we've got turkey. Yeah, I don't even eat that. We've got stuffing. Yeah. We've got mashed potatoes. Yeah. Uh, um, cranberry sauce. Um, it's nice to have. We've got uh, gravy. Obviously, you're not changing gravy. Yeah, no. Uh, mac and cheese. Oh, yeah, dude. Come on um some kind of some kind of salad i guess yeah uh some kind of sweet potato casserole oh you gotta have a sweet potato casserole man <laughs> okay we're getting pumpkin into the pie. dregs here pumpkin pie pumpkin pie obviously uh dinner rolls i think are on there din- dinner rolls are on here uh next desserts i mean we're getting down to like apple pie and ice cream no no, 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 I'm fine. All of those, none of those you can change is what you're saying to me. I'm saying those are essential. And now that I'm looking at my <laughs> list of things, I've just I've just walked through the grocery <laughs> store and and piled other things that I think of as essential into my arms and realized I should have gotten a cart because this is a lot more than I thought. <laughs> <laughs> that I thought I was going to have. That's right. That's right. There's no <laughs> substitutions for Dan is what I'm hearing now. For listeners at home, I want you to go back and start this episode again and see where Dan started to where he ends up here. (laughs) Luke, I'm so sorry that happened to you. Thank you. 
Thank you for that. <laughs> okay. What a journey. I'm glad we did this, actually. Um, everyone, next people that have Thanksgiving with me or Dan, mm-hmm. be careful. Careful. Watch out. <laughs> um, but I guess I guess it's finally time to get to the book. Yeah, we've been stalling. Uh, Could you tell we've been stalling? <laughs> Audience at home. <laughs> We now have to talk about legend. Oh, whoopsie do. We made a whoopsie, guys. David Gamel. <laughs> made a bit of a whoopsie with this one. That's right. That's right. Man. Okay. Uh, can we, before we get to the, like how much of a whoopsie we made, can we do a little, can we do our fun thing that we normally do where we, we poke at some of the silly things in the book that are weird and then we'll get into the whoopsie <laughs> we made? Sure. Yeah, yeah. What what do you, what silly things do you have? Uh, Torden posted on our Discord uh, this week about the seers, I believe, and how like <laughs> there should be no crime because the seers can see when things happen. And specifically, Torden was talking about our forest bandits who witness Wreck and Vire kill their friends, and the seer is just like, "Oh yeah, mm-hmm. they did it. They're right over there." Um, and I realize this goes to a much larger point of like, there are a lot of seers. Like there are a lot of people we have witnessed who can either see the future or mm-hmm. see like an event happening at a distance. Right. So underutilized guys. <laughs> Where are they all? And why aren't they creating a communication network across the continent? This is very, this is a good point. So like, I, I think all of the 30 can can do this. Yes. Is that true? I believe either all of them or like a... F- I think all of them, yeah. All of them have some kind of abilities. And the only abilities that I feel like we've actually seen is the... I don't, all of these abilities seem like pretty much the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. So there's them. And then like there's like 60 in the... The Acolytes. Uh, n- in the Nadir army. Yeah. Yeah. It, it it does seem to be underutilized. Yeah. And this yeah. is this is excluding the other people that also have these powers. Like there are other people in this world who also have these kind of powers. Do you think that there is a there is a little like get together where they were like, listen, this is getting a little too big brothery for me for us as they specifically referenced 1984 george orwell's 1984 yeah they did and and so we see actually uh i don't know if all of the 30 are like this but our serbitar i think is his name yeah was essentially like shunned because of his abilities Mm Hmm. yep i don't know if that's the case for everybody but uh, there's a chance that everyone was just like, listen, it's too dangerous. They were like, this is a slippery slope um, to authoritarianism, guys. We can't have this. <laughs> you can read our minds? What's next? I mean, it's bad. It is bad. It's to be fair. Bad. Yeah. Yeah. Um, um, now, to, to the original point, if you're willing to use it, it seems, it seems useful. Because they're just like, they see... Right, they see who poisons 
dress, I think. They yep. figure out who all the traitors are. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pretty useful. And like... They can kind of see the future? The, the I think the point Torridan made is like, why doesn't every city have one of these as like the lead detective? For like all crime. Just be like, oh yeah, he did it. <laughs> Sorry, the murder that happened over there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He did it for sure. This guy. For sure, for sure, for sure. I saw yeah. it. And like in case of a siege or something like oh yeah they're coming to poison the well just just don't drink from that well guys i'm already in the city hi it's me the local seer who the city employs year round <laughs> in case something bad is about to happen and i just wanted to warn you all that oh yeah the the well is going to get poisoned right right yeah it does seem important enough um and useful enough that there should be like schools and like rules set up like this is the correct protocol of searing yeah it is so prevalent that like a local small bandit crew has a sear right they're everywhere they're freaking everywhere and they're relatively (laughs) cheap and the sear is basically just used in this case like i know that he ends up seeing a significant event yeah but the reason he did is because he's like i'm just gonna go check to see what they're up to yep come on now (laughs) <laughs> there's everywhere you're people are tripping over sears and we've yet to, they aren't being utilized in a major way look imagine you spread these guys out you're sending messages instantaneously throughout the country mm. okay sure sure it's like a little um uh what's it called what's the <laughs> not telephones telegraph network telegraph telegraph network that's, yeah that's the word i'm looking for yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um man, I'm going to say it's time this it's time this nation, this country fell, honestly. I mean, I'm disappointed at this end. They deserve to fall. <laughs> I agree. I agree. I don't know if do you want to I mean, I feel like this is going to be a very chaotically structured episode it, anyway. So, so <laughs> Luke, you're asking me so if I want to go right to the end? Maybe I'll say that now. Yeah. <laughs> I do. I, I am kind of bummed that everyone, that it worked out well. I felt like it was going to be a, everybody died and it was, but it was a, everyone died a good death. I feel like that's where we were going. Yeah. Yeah. I, if, I, I agree. I, feel, I honestly felt cheated a little bit. Yeah. I'm with you. I'm with you. Eh. <laughs> <laughs> which i didn't expect to say but i was reading the end hoping that they didn't they didn't get saved at the end i was reading the end being like oh boy this will be interesting they'll just kill them all right and when it didn't happen yeah it was disappointing i think it was disappointing <laughs> because so many of our characters that we followed died as this was happening like as this like inevitable march of the nadir was happening everybody we read about died at some point and they weren't always like brave amazing deaths it was like they took a spear and they went down in the mass of just like bodies like it was just this inevitable march of this nadir horde and for them to not die in the end felt like it felt like watching a tidal wave come in and everyone be like resigned and like cool with the tidal wave crashing over them and watching all their friends get get hit and then the tidal wave at the end was like hey actually not going to get you. I'll see you later. 
<laughs> right. And and I did feel like the point of the book was to like illustrate like different types of bravery in the face of certain death. Yes. Yes. And totally. when it and like how how people act when they know that they're going to die. Um and that happened for so many of our characters. Yeah. And then yeah. for it to like not happen for all of them just felt weird. This reminded me a lot of two books that we have read previously. Uh, the first thing it reminded me a lot of is the like Glockta holding the city against the Gurkish forces um, mm -hmm. purely because it's like a very similar situation, right? Like insurmountable odds trying to extend the siege as long as possible. But the other thing it reminded me a lot of was our in our Malazan series, the group that was like going across the desert that was like retreating. Yeah. And it, that felt way more satisfying because at the end of that, the dude, like they all died, right? Do they? I don't remember. Well, at the end of it, like they get the like refugees to safety, but the like army, oh, yeah. in order to get them to safety, the army essentially like sacrifices itself. And yeah, mm -hmm. it's this, it's the exact same thing that our boy David was trying to build the whole time of like, yeah, they all knew they were going to their deaths and like they had so many opportunities to leave, so many opportunities to leave. And they chose this as their destiny. And there's like a bravery to it and something that's like, they don't expect to be saved and they're not. Right. Well, yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, and, and like, this is kind of, I mean, we don't have to keep saying the same thing over and over again, but I think that the point about like, there were so many times for them to leave. And during those times, everybody was like, Hey, okay. Like we should like, there's, there's genuinely no point in staying. Yeah. Because like it, they're going to win. And like, if you, the, the only reason to stay is, is to have this, like, I don't know. I, I, I have a hard time defining it. Like, cause it's not really like honor necessarily. It's just like, for whatever reason. Mm -hmm. And then for that to like, not end up like culminating in them dying, mm. or at least in, in some of them dying, which is like, well, then why did we, I don't know. I, it was just no. weird to frame it that way throughout the book yeah yeah I, I think i get what you're saying it kind of robs them of this whole reason they did any of this in a way right which is weird because like like they did want to not die but they were committed to dying because of this thing that they were so dedicated to yeah and then to not die yeah. in the end on like a whim felt like it robbed them of their whole big thing that they were committed to yeah yeah weird Weird guys. And, <laughs> Very strange. <laughs> and the way too that our buddy ends it, that Ulrich is like, ah, the sand, it fell out of the thing, and you know, I could I could just own this fortress. Uh <laughs> we did conquer it, and it was about to be ours for very little cost at this point. I'm gonna call him back. <laughs> And this he the sand ran out. What do, I don't know. What do you mean? Who who decided the sand would be in charge? It's a good point. <laughs> Maybe he was just like, you know what? This has been fun. Actually, I made some new buddies. 
kind of, <laughs> in a sense. <laughs> let's let's run it back in a year. He wanted to have a reunion, is what you're saying? Yeah. And yeah. so he was like, if I kill Because the them rest all. of it, the rest of the the rest of his like previous conquests yeah. have been successful in a way that I'm assuming got to be boring for him. Yes. And this one, he was like, you know what? That was pretty wild. I met Druss. They came over. We had a little party. I don't think it's happening. I don't. I want that to happen again. Let's take a break. It's halftime, actually. It's halftime. Yeah. Ah. That's my guess. That's my theory. Okay. I kind of. Yeah. He does seem like a guy who's looking for something interesting to happen. Yeah. He does seem a little bored. He was also probably like, I had the coolest intro to this war in the prologue. Mm-hmm. And ever since, I've just been having fun with it. And I want to extend that. Oh, right. Because like, this is a Caesar wept because there were no more lands to conquer situation. Is if he did just mm-hmm. sweep through and conquer, then, I mean, what is, what's next? What are you going to even do? It's boring. Right. That's right. Okay, fair. Yeah, yeah. That's my that's my that's my take. Um okay. Other other fun things? Mm-hmm. Um we're getting we're getting back to that. Uh I didn't have what's her name? Kayla something? I didn't have her down as a serial killer. Like Casius, Casus, I think or whatever her name. Yeah. Yes, Casus, that's what it is. Um Did yeah. you have her down as a serial killer? You know what? I mean, there was like a, there was a vibe going on. Definitely okay. not a serial killer vibe though. No, didn't get that. Okay. And the fact that, <laughs> that like that Bowman, was one of my that was one of my fun things. Bowman <laughs> seemed to know. Bowman at the end was like, "Yeah, I didn't. I was really attracted to her, but I didn't push it because I knew she was a murderer." Right. It's like, like if you like her, she will kill you. I, I'm aware of that. <laughs> Which like either he knew. And let her hang out with Druss all the time. <laughs> was like, and was like, I hope that old man isn't horny. I really hope that Druss guy is not horny at all. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I see the problem, Luke, is I have a note about um, a, a few notes about her, but we can't get into it because it gets into terrible stuff about the book. And okay. And there's another fun one I want to talk about before we get Ooh, into give it. That. Give us your next. Give us your next fun one. Um, so Luke, it's the night before the final battle, and they're putting Drust to rest, and they've created this big bonfire, and <laughs> all of our boys are up on the battlements, and they're like, "Man, we could use a party on our last night, huh?" And everyone's like, "Yeah, let's do a party." They're like, why don't we go down to their party? And everyone's like, yeah, let's go down to their party. And then they go down to the party that's happening. But Mm -hmm. they leave like 700 dudes behind. Can you imagine being one of those dudes who's like on the battlements, like committed and ready to dying the next day for this cause that you all have like built up with your brothers in arms. And you're like, you like peek out over the walls to see what they're up to. (laughs) And you (laughs) see the general of the army and wreck down there, like drinking and dancing with strippers (laughs) with 
with the nadir <laughs> it's a bad look i'm I'll leaving give you that. i'm out of there i'm gone <laughs> i didn't get the invite yeah. the what optics the- look bad this gets clipped out of context and put on social media. It looks bad. It looks so... It's I'm gone. I'm not <laughs> staying here. I'm cool. Invite me to the party. Right, right. It was... Okay, so th- this is a good point because, like, the this idea was was fun for me. And it was, like, executed by the characters in kind of an odd way mm-hmm. where they were, like, when they got to the party, like... You know, they ended up having a good time, I think. But the the orientation, I felt like, was overly hostile. Yeah. Which is like, I it's weird to say because it's like these people are going to be killing each other the next day. Yeah. But like, you're doing this, go down and be like, hey, wouldn't it be crazy, right? Right, like introduce the idea a little bit. Right. Don't come down and like talk a little shit. And then join. Well, and how did they get this close? I'm like, I'm, I'm trying to figure out the logistics is part of the thing. And this might get into like book stuff in a minute. Um, <laughs> but like suddenly this group of people is like close enough that Ulrich is like, are they coming to kill me? And like is afraid. There's a moment of fear he has. And it's like, how close right. did they get to the middle of your camp? Before anyone stopped them or tried to stop them, like, what happened here? This army, (laughs) there's like half a million of you, and they were able to get all the way to your command structure before somebody pointed them out? Right, right. Um, It's a bit bit odd. And then, yeah, I was was expecting them to get there and be like, you know, wouldn't it be crazy? Let's do it. Yeah, yeah. Did you hear about that story about this people that played soccer in World War One? Let's do <laughs> yeah. that. Um yeah. and then be like, can we invite our our the rest of the gang? Right. And then the rest of the gang comes down. Exactly. But apparently, apparently no. Apparently they had to stay. They had to eat and, their and stand their, watch. They had to eat their like eight hundredth bagel of the siege. <laughs> it's it is rude. It's pretty rude. I'm gone. I'm out of there. <laughs> Especially if I'm Ulrich. If I'm Ulrich, I'm advertising this so much. I'm like hyped that they're here. I'm like, oh yeah, let's have fun. Go wild. I'll light a big bright fire to show you off so the people on the walls can see you down here. <laughs> you told them they could leave, right? There's nothing behind them that's stopping them. Right. Right. <clears> hmm. <throat> I also imagine the like apologists up on the wall being like, no, 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 I'm sure they're down there for a good reason. Like maybe they're going to go <laughs> kill them. They're going down there to go kill them right now. They're going to save us. They're going down there to That's murder right. Ulrich. Right. This is the last stand. It's awesome. They're going to sacrifice themselves, kill him. It's going to be so cool. Watch. You see? Look, look, look. They're getting close. They're getting close. <laughs> oh, he's going to pull his sword right now. Wait. Sorry. Is he drinking? Oh, no, he's, he's going to poison his wine. He's gonna, this is lulling him into a false sense of security. He's about to kill him. It's going to be awesome, guys. Watch. Oh, uh, maybe he no. just never had the opportunity. Uh, I don't know. Oh, are we leaving? Are we all leaving? Yeah, we're all leaving. Yeah, yeah, it's a tough, I don't know. Could have been, it could have, it could have been done better. Mm-hmm. I guess. Is the, the takeaway. 
Um, I think I'm out of fun things. Um, I got one more. Okay. This is the last fun, kind of fun thing. Uh, how about just everything is poison? Why are we not poisoning everything? What do you mean? So Druss, Druss survives so long in this war. Mm-hmm. What kills Druss? Sorry, my sword had some poison on it. And, you know, Druss's one weakness? Poison. That's right. Um, Hi. All of my arrows are poison arrows. All of my swords <laughs> are poison swords. And I'm just going to attack you all with my poison army. <laughs> Okay. <laughs> Everyone who goes after anyone famous, poison weapon. Sure. They take um, they take a lot of cuts. These they're constantly getting sliced. <laughs> That's right. I get That's that right. it's dishonorable and Ulrich kind of apologizes for this. But if I'm just a normal tribes person and I'm trying to kill Dress for a hundred horses. Everything is poison. My body is covered in poison. I'm, I'm like, I'm bringing my venom sack into the into the combat. This is, this is I mean, I was gonna say, like, this is an argument that all armies everywhere should be always using poison for everything. Okay. I which, I, I don't which, understand which. I'm not necessarily disagreeing with. <laughs> uh-huh. Neither am I. <laughs> um I I I guess point is it's it doesn't necessarily have to be specific to this scenario. Sure. Yeah. Everybody use poison. Use poison. And everybody always it's just the, it's a it's a matter of supply at this point, I guess. Yeah, okay, <laughs> fair, but like your elite could probably all have poison. mm mm-hmm. Mhm. I also think it's kind of bullshit that they're concerned about like war crimes to a certain degree. Like Ulrich is Ulrich says, "Ah, oh, I can't believe he killed him with poison. So dumb, so horrible." That whole poison. Right. Thing. I don't think I I don't view it as like a war crimes thing. I view view it as kind of like lame. He's like, "Ah, oh, that was It's like dishonorable. Dishonorable." Okay. Yeah. It's not really a cool it's not really a cool way to kill dress. Yeah, I'm, I'm doing this. I'm doing most of this for the vibes. Yeah, like, that's Fair. not good vibes. Yeah, but if your whole army is poison, that's scary vibes. <laughs> I'm the I'm the poison guy. Now, <laughs> hey, you know how I, I was the big army. <laughs> I had poison. I used poison a lot. Just for everything. Yeah, we always poison. I mean, they did, they they did like poison the well, right? Yeah, they're not against. Like for that, he's not apologizing for. No, it's just like we don't kill. We Druss is is cool, and if we're gonna kill Druss, it has to be cool. But for the for the regular people, it's you know we can do poison. What if Druss drank the water from the well? Are you pissed if Druss dies that way, Ulrich? No, actually, because he specifically ordered Druss assassinated partially with the use of poison earlier in the book. So it's just, I think they got to a point where they were like, Druss has been, Druss's kill, what's, what's the word I'm looking for? His KD ratio. 
<laughs> Truss has built up so many cool points. Mm-hmm. And as we all know, like the most important thing in a war is getting cool points. His style, yeah. And so like, and you get you get the amount of cool points of the person that you just killed, right? Mm-hmm. Everybody knows yes. that. Yes, everybody does know that. But if you kill by poison, those kill those cool points are gone. And so like originally uh, Druss didn't have that many points mm-hmm. so they could poison him and it wasn't that big of a deal. Mm-hmm. But later on, it was like, come on, man, you're wasting all my cool points if you kill Druss with poison. Yeah, you're right. That's just a wasted investment at that point. It's like you just right. lit all the cool points on fire instead of instead of investing them into something like an NFT. That's right. <laughs> That's right. Got to get passive passive income. Passive income. It's all about passive income, guys. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, yeah, this feels right to me. Yeah, because they do a lot of war crimes. Without without dresses cool points. We can just we can just roll balls of poison through the streets, and we're good. Yeah, no but, issues. But with that with that big source of cool points, we gotta we gotta work for it a little bit a little bit more. Yeah, true. Uh, Luke, I think it's time. Okay, I think it's time we kill your childhood book. Uh, let me clarify. Yeah. I liked this author as a child. I hadn't read this book. Okay. Now, that's not a huge distinction because I'm assuming the rest of the books are like this. However, I'll never know because I'm not going to read them. So, uh, so there we are. But let's do let's do it. Um, yeah, get us started. Luke. Let me first let me first just say kind of generally. Um, I think if someone were to give me the assignment of be like. Could you write a caricature of a book of how like male writers write fa- write books with women characters and make it as bad as you possibly could? This would be that book. I think this would be worse than the book I would write. I don't think I could have written a book that was this bad. <laughs> Every single, which, okay, so there's like two female characters. Two. And every single scene, I think basically without exception, was like, every aspect of it was like the caricature of what people do wrong. And it's like, oh my God. So Luke, let's break it down. Let's break it down. Uh, We started (laughs) last time by talking about how Viray was introduced, like the first thing rex said was that she wasn't pretty um caseus mm-hmm. or kate Casus, their mm-hmm. introduction sure. god it honestly i gagged when i read it because <laughs> bowman bowman is talking about her when she shows up and he's talking about how she like is turning heads and walking down the street and she's so hot and here is the line where i gagged she she is the perfect woman, the ultimate female. This, <laughs> this was after talking about how she was turning men's heads and just like walking all sultry down the lane before getting ready to do her archery. The ultimate female. This is our okay. second character who's a woman in the whole book. <laughs> She's so hot. Yeah, yeah. 
Uh, well, I don't see your I don't see your point, Dan. Oh. Um. Yeah. All of it. So. So it's. I think the shocking thing to me was just like, it was genuinely every single scene, every single moment, with either Vare or, Casus. Yeah. Was like this. Hmm. There is. It is always about sex. I couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Um, I also, this is semi-related. So (laughs) Rack becomes the Earl. Yeah. By marrying Varey. Yeah. On a boat. Yep. And like, they hear that the actual Earl has died. Mm -hmm. And then... Rick is like, oh, okay, I can open this mail that was for him now and oh, make this these scene, decisions. This scene is so and tough, then, like, dude. And then, like, Varey gets mad at him, and he, like, hits her. Yep. And then, like, is mad at her. Yep. And then she goes off, and one of the other, one of the 30, the leader of the 30 or something comes up and is like, hey, don't be too mad at her. Like, she knows it was her fault. Yep. Excuse me? Oh, yeah, dude. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, yeah. Yeah. Dude is like not. Oh, dude. So much about this scene is the fucking worst. So much about this scene. I was just like, fuck you, David. <laughs> like, David, what the fuck are you doing? Because first off, yeah, Wreck <laughs> Wreck gets married and immediately is like entitled to the earlship. He's like, I am the earl right. now. I make the decisions because I married the earl's daughter. That gives me the authority over her and the whole like earl kingdom, which I've never even fucking been to before. Well, okay, maybe he's <laughs> been there before, but like he was going to, he was ready to ditch it. He was ready to ditch right. it like a week ago. And right. now he's like, he gets. T- <laughs> <laughs> I fucking can't with this. He he gets to the the uh the fortress and goes to dress and is like some things you need to know. I'm the earl and obviously I'm new to this stuff, uh but I'm not going to be sidelined. Like who the fuck are you, man? <laughs> dress says in a way that I will say is pretty disrespectful. Yeah. To to Varey, I think it was just basically like having hooking up with somebody does not make you an earl. And Rex says, "Yes, it does." <laughs> he like doesn't. Like I, it was just kind of like you're not gonna. That's the way that you're gonna handle this. The point that Dress makes. You're yeah. just gonna be like. Yeah, it does, Ben. He's going to be like, well, actually, <laughs> in the legal framework of our whole society, it does. So I don't think I need any to answer any more questions as the Earl. Yeah, and like the... So bad. So bad. <sighs> it, it, okay. Can I just... Can we kind of break down Varey's character progression throughout this story? Because I think it's so sad. Okay, yeah. Varey starts as like strong independent woman who is like a very capable fighter on the way to do a dangerous mission for her father to like get the 30 to help with their time of crisis right Varey ends 
as fucking Princess Peach coming out of a like resurrection stone being like, oh, I love you so much. Thank you for protecting me and not beating me too badly on the on the course of the journey. I'm sorry for questioning you, my Earl, who who your authority is entirely <laughs> derived by marrying me. Right. She's like, right. She, the, okay, the scene that just like made me so angry was when she is talking about how she wants to fight. And she's like, I'm going to be on the front lines. Like, I am yeah. a fighter. And, uh, and Wreck is like, no, you're not. You need to be on the back. I'm like the Earl. I get to say what's, what's what. And she's like, fuck you. I want to fight. And Druss shouts her down and is like, listen to your husband, you dumb bitch. And she's like, oh, okay. And goes back to the second wall to wait. What? Dude, it's so sad. It made me so sad to read her progression from this badass that honestly I was hoping would be like one of the main characters to like a I know. Like a prop at the end. I didn't care about Wreck at the end. I don't give a shit about Wreck. I wanted Veray to be like the one in charge. Right. Right. Ugh. So bombed. This we've read a lot of depressing books, Luke. I I think this is the first time that the story had a happy ending. Uh but I was depressed at the end of it. I know. I know. Yeah. I don't even know what to say. David. Um. <laughs> David, stop. I, it's just like, I don't understand what everybody is was thinking. I mean, I don't know. This wasn't written in the 1400s. This came out in like the 87, I think. That seems too late. It seems too late for this stuff. Um. So... The, I, okay, one point that I was going to say is that this book is like the exact opposite in many ways of the previous book that we read, Best Served Cold. Mm-hmm. Ooh, ooh, I like the... Co- okay, tell me about the comparison. I like Because, the comparison. Yeah. so Best Served Cold, at least for me, I don't want to put words in your mouth, mm-hmm. was a book that was extremely well-written, um... And, like, had really deep and, I guess, interesting characters and, yeah, all of that. Mm -hmm. But I struggled with it because the message was, uh, like, the the general, like, uh, uh, like, worldview was super depressing. And the the story itself was was very depressing, right? Mm -hmm. This book is the opposite of that in that it is extremely poorly written um but the worldview and the story is like fairly optimistic in a certain way i guess no for sure yeah these people do something really hard and they're rewarded at the end kind of uh and i think that and everyone is super honorable i guess yes yes and i think another interesting contrast here is the women in this like best served cold starts out with a badass woman who kind of gets her hands dirty and yeah maybe corrupts a few men 
into just turning into monsters, but at the end is like the queen and kind of runs shit and is like, yeah, I had to step on a bunch of people to get here, but fuck them. And in this one, she starts as like a badass who's going to save the kingdom and ends as like, I don't know, the wife of the Earl who we didn't write. Who who cared about the Earl? We didn't even care about him. <laughs> and like and like her only character trait was she loved him. Right. Like at the end it was like, yeah, she just loved Wreck a lot. And they were in love. That was her. She was in love. That's all we know about her. It's, and she was willing to obey her husband. That's right. Uh, yeah. Um there was also a lot of magic in here, Luke. That <laughs> felt a little unfair, a little, maybe. Okay, okay. Like, um, like how, I mean, for one thing, Varey comes back to life. That's a big one here, yeah. It's a big one. Um, what are the other, what are the other unfair ones? We've got the magic, of? so the magic crystal's a big one that it's like, hey, if you go in the crystal, you can get a sword and the suit of armor which may or may not be magical. It's hard to tell. It's just really good. Seems really good. It's just really good. (laughs) It's just well made. Really well made. Um, (laughs) Hey, if if you pray really hard, maybe you can get some cool ghost guys to to block off a tunnel for a while. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm. That's right. Uh, Well, if they were really cool in life. Yeah. Then they'll... Yeah. Then they can come chill. Oh, okay. Well, let's finish about magic. And then I want to get back to another depiction of women because it was not good. Um, <laughs> then we get the like battle with the seers. There's this like uh-huh. big, cool fight that happens where they make these like huge monster things to fight. Right. They like all, they, they, they combine to make, it's like a Power Rangers yeah. situation, yeah, where they all combine to make a big, a big boy. Yeah, is that only useful in the magic realm? Because if it is, and there's no shaman on the other side, what a waste! What a huge waste of a cool monster thing. Like, can that thing, can that thing fight regular people too? Like, could you use that to, mm. to fight some other part of the army or? Like, can you use your magic powers for something now that you've defeated this other magician? This you, other you mean wizard? you mean like, is magic only useful in relation to other magic? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, it seems like magic can make people have little dream things. Uh huh. Right. Yeah. Little but it nightmares. can't directly harm people. Uh-huh. And I guess it can kind of see the future. Like they're able to predict the next morning's attack plan. Which right. honestly they could just have a spy, right? Yeah. So I mean all signs point yeah, to them actually like being really able to, spy, to read their mind. But yeah, they could just have a spy. The it's literally <laughs> half a million people in the other army. Like you just have to get one guy in with a pigeon. And they're they seem sure. really disorganized too right right you're saying at this point you're saying essentially that magic is useless though 
Right. It feels either kind of useless or so powerful. <laughs> right. Ah, uh, I don't. I didn't love the magic here. It's. it's it was very confusing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. Like I. So. So there's a big. The the big thing is like hard magic versus soft magic, right? Where like well-defined magic systems like a Brandon Sanderson compared to we don't really know what's happening like in Lord of the Rings. Yeah, yeah. And this is more on the Lord of the Rings side, but not in like, not in a good way. <laughs> it didn't. Yeah, it didn't feel executed super well. It just felt like the author was like, I want her to come back to life. So she's going to go in the magic cube and come out alive mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. um yeah whereas for some reason when when tolkien does stuff like that it feels like it just feels better when gandalf comes back after fighting the balrog and like i don't know oh spoilers oh, oops <laughs> no no i agree i agree um or like and yeah the like the apparitions that protect the tunnel it felt like kind of cheesy it felt kind of like very cheesy for sure. Yeah. 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 Like, <laughs> can you imagine being one of the Nadir who sees them in the tunnel and is like, oh shit, we can't go in there. And they're like, why? It's like the death walkers in there. It's like, what is he doing? He's just standing there. <laughs> okay. Well, maybe he's got a twin. Go touch him or whatever. Go fight. Get right. I couldn't tell. Cause the, cause the defenders, like rack and them mm-hmm. cannot interact or touch him. No. And I and I got the sense that that was true for the Nadir as well. It was pure so this intimidation. Felt to me like, it felt to me like it should be like a something to buy like five seconds. Yeah. But they and like... they'd be like, oh, it's a little, it's a little fake thing. Okay. Let's right. go by. Right, let's run. But through. it seemed to le- it seemed to intimidate them for like the entire day. Yeah, they left the defense. They were like, "We don't need to worry about the tunnel anymore." <laughs> Dress has got it, <laughs> and they just left. They were like, "Okay, we're out of here." <laughs> That's right. Next time, just it's make real, a bunch of it's paintings. Really scary. Pay pay mm. people to make some really lifelike depictions of dress of your famous warriors and just hang them up all over the place it's a good it's a good point could work uh the pin that i wanted to put in the women was our third instance of a woman that was introduced uh there is this brief scene where this guy says he has to go fight on the wall he's gonna go commit to the noble cause and he's talking to his Mm -hmm. wife and his wife's like Mm -hmm. dude let's go let's get out of here and the dude's like, no, I can't leave my brothers. I got to go fight with them on the wall. And his wife is like, ugh, you're so lame. I'm out of here. And he leaves. And then she takes his kid and like all of their money and leaves. And it's she, the, the comment is like, she never really loved him that much. And then she just left. Right. And it's like, wow, not flattering <laughs> depiction of this person at all. And then the dude like dies on the wall. There's like a brief comment at the end of the chapter where it's like, yeah, he died. He got crushed or stabbed or something and, and died. And it's right. like, oh, the, uh. <laughs> this was one where maybe this is like in par- like in parallel to your point. 
this is one where I agreed with the woman for sure, actually. Yeah. But it was written as if she was in the wrong, I think. Yeah, for sure. It felt like she was doing something bad by leaving. Right. Whereas like, yeah, she should take her kid and leave. (laughs) (laughs) That is correct. (laughs) And she should take their money because it is no longer of value. Yeah. Uh, for the for this guy, and honestly, the guy should leave with her because he has children. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, and and I think the the way that it's written, it, the only change that had to happen for it to be written in a way that made her seem flattering was like that she was upset about it. That she was like, "I wish I didn't have to leave my husband, who I love, but I'm doing right. the right thing because I am an independent person." who needs to make the right decision, even if it my my husband doesn't want to do that. And instead it was like, yeah, I never really loved him anyway, so it's not a big deal that I have to leave. Oh, ew. <laughs> David. Yeah. <laughs> ew. Yeah, yeah. Ugh, okay. Uh, any, anything else, Luke, we got to cover before we get to reviews? Are we doing reviews? <laughs> I think we, I think we did reviews. Um, <laughs> uh, okay, here's my question for you. Yeah, how bad would this? Okay, so take away all of the like. Okay, let me, I think the main criticism of this book is the treatment of women. Yeah, that's a that's a big one. I, I think me. that's like by far the worst part of it. Um, is it a is it an okay book if once you've already done that criticism um i do like a siege <laughs> i'll say i like okay. a siege the positive thing that i will say yeah. once we have taken away our main criticism is that i i think that it like goes out of its way to talk about emotions of men in a way that a lot of books especially books of this time did not do Mm -hmm. now (laughs) (laughs) in context i don't think we're giving it many points yeah for that i don't know it's not yeah we do like a siege i like a siege that's I'll give it points for that, I think. And I also appreciated how like kind of brutal it was with his characters. Like, yeah, they did die. Uh uh-huh. and a lot of them died. And a lot of them died in ways that weren't super heroic. They just right. got stabbed and died because everyone was getting stabbed and died. Uh so and I think, you know, that is following in the tradition of like a George or a Joe Abercrombie where sometimes yeah the people just die and it's kind mm-hmm. of brutal which is you know kind of good i guess um man it was tough though i will say <laughs> i will say it was very it was very tough okay should we should we wrap up i yeah, guess let's I get do out of more here. to say let's get out of here luke okay okay we finished um we finished david gamel we will never read another book Ever of any kind. Again, this is the end. Um, 
Okay. Uh, so next week, we are getting back to something that I think we will definitely enjoy, which is a Brandon Sanderson book. Oh, reliable. <laughs> we are going to read uh, his second secret project book, which is called The Frugal Wizard's Handbook for Surviving Medieval England. Intriguing, Luke. Intriguing title. I think we're going to do halves for this as well. That's right. First half for next week. We'll bring the hot takes. And be the dumb nerds. <laughs> <laughs>